GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing in the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are joined by the hero of Etheria and the scourge of Eternia. And now is the time for all of you in our chat room to begin typing in your questions for them. Immediately after this session, you will have the opportunity to talk to them directly through our private chat options, as well as shop our selection of personalized autographs, all of which are available now at galaxycon.com. So without further ado, let's invoke the magic of Grayskull, Filmation, and the Mattel Toy Corporation and bring them out. Our first guest is an actress whose body of work includes The New Adventures of Batman, The Plastic Man Adventure Show, and Avatar The Last Airbender. Today, she joins us to discuss giving voice to the following Ethereum characters. Ariel, Castaspella, Dina, Fuzbala, the Muckus, Goodwitch, Hunga, Crystalla's mother, Magic Cat, Queen Mera, Mermesina, Octavia, Chakra, Squall, Katra, and of course, Princess Audra, better known as the Princess of Power herself, Shira. Please welcome back, Melanie Britt. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh what a start <laughs> to I, the day. Uh, and that's just yeah you know it's just uh you did, did, a, did a lot more on the, on the show than just that <laughs> there were a lot of little ones i don't even remember you know yeah well i think i think the rule uh, at that time was uh they could they could get you to do three characters an episode or and it was fun because a lot of the the smaller ones were were just a few lines. So it was fun to just try to find some voice to do it on the spur, which was really fun. And oh. of course, Shira and Adora are my favorites. Of course. How could they not be? And of course, many people in our audience as well. So uh, first of all, Melody, it's good to see you again. Uh, how is the new year treating you? It's Melindy. Melindy, I'm sorry. Melindy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> all right. Back it up. Melindy, how is yeah. the new year treating you? Yeah. Huh? How is the, the new year treating you? I, I, well, like everyone else, I'm still kind of stuck in last year because it can't seem to shake it off. Not just me. Nobody can shake it off because of COVID. And I, I think I was I was telling uh, Neri earlier that I did not sleep last night because I don't get a chance to uh, talk with a lot of people. And I was so excited to be able to talk to <laughs> people today that I know and love that I could not sleep. So I don't know what, I don't know how my brain is functioning, but I guess it'll function well when we talk about the characters, because that's something that I don't have to think too much about. I hope anyway, but well, I'm, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I, it's just, I miss being around people so much. We absolutely miss you as well. And I'm sorry you didn't get any sleep, but it'll help. Let's bring out a guest that we never tire of. He is an actor with an amazing body of work, which includes the Smurfs, Black Star, and the Neverending Story. Today, he joins us to discuss giving voice to the following Eternian characters. Dragoon, Agra, Enda, Agavast, Agavog, Og, Avian Man, Zog, Baron Grog, Batty, Bearman, Beta, Boomerang, Salesman, Brindle, Buzzoff, Captain Falk, Catspy, Chancellor, Chimera, Danavarez, Dark Dream, Dr. Siobhan, Draca, Drew, Galen, Game Master, Gatekeeper, Gorgon, Grandfather, Hellsman, Hexor, Hister, Javon, King Thomas, Gork, Crawl, Locust, Mock, Mask, Mathega, Mitro, Montag, Morgoth, Morningstar, Negotiator, <laughs> <sighs> Old Man, Paul, Professor Araya, Rabbar, Roboto, Salesman, Shama, Sleeping Tree, Smudge, Squire, Wilkins, Storyteller, Tauron, Talk, Torum, Vulcan, Yorker, Xanther, Merman, Man at Arms, Mossman, Cringer, Battle Cat, and the Evil Lord of Destruction himself, Skeletor. Please welcome back our friend, Alan Oppenheimer. 
<laughs> I have to reply to Melendi, who was what? so nervous last night, reply to you because you said you were a bit nervous because you hadn't talked to anybody. Now, I'm so bad. I'm lonely. I'm talking back to telemarketers. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just so lonely, honey. Oh, I'm no. I understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> have you been talking back to them in character voices? Oh, no, I don't try that because then they'll keep going. No, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've insulted a few, and therefore I'm I'm now subject to hacking. You know, nasty oh, people. Oh, and we got telemarketers. Who's phone? <laughs> Is it telemarketer, Alan? My phone. Yeah, it's my barber. I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, how are you? How has the new year been treating you? Uh, very well. Very well, thank you. Everything's just fine, thanks. Oh, it's always good to have you. Always good to have you back. And as always, it's good to have both of you back here on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Of course, we're both uh, looking back to the day when the world gets a little bit back to normal and we can once again have you on our stages and get you back in front of your fans. But in the meantime, yeah, we I have miss, this format. I really miss hugging a lot of people, you know? Yeah, yeah that's you're right, Alan. It's the hugs. I, yeah. I really do. I really did. I really love the one-on-one. I really do. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is one on a thousand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If our arms were wide enough, we could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We give everybody a big virtual hug right now. Big hug. Big, 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 big. big. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> so our chat right now is going in our chat room and pulling out the questions for us. In the meantime, I just want to throw this out. What... What has just been the best thing to come from being involved with the Masters of the Universe? What we're doing now. I mean, this is 30 years after we did it. And, uh, you know, I, I did the show, went home, got paid, and that's it. Okay. And he, Melinda, you know this. So 30 yeah. years later, we're doing this and meeting not only the people who watched us when they were six and seven years old, but now their children uh, are watching it on DVD. I mean, it's really so unexpected and so I'm so grateful for it that I keep going and talking to people about oh gee it's been wonderful it is wonderful yeah I, I agree Alan and and yeah. you know we we know we all we used to get the fan mail when we, when the show was on but we still get fan mail from from people who tell us like for, if they were the uh watching uh the show during the time they were growing up, now their children are watching it. I just got a, a, a letter the other day, an email actually, an email the other day from a, a girl who told me that her daughter, her daughter is is uh, uh, speech delayed. So she sent me a picture of her from the from behind and she's standing in front of the television at the She-Ra transformation thing saying, I am She-Ra, which, I mean, of course, you know, all those stories just warm your heart because oh, yeah. it's helping her talk and all. It's, it's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things that the series did for people and us. That's right. Warmed our hearts a lot. <laughs> Saved a lot of people's lives, too, because of the moral at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't find that out until the first show I did for uh, uh, Broda in um, Miami. That was my first show. And two people came up to me and told me how they'd been saved from right. committing suicide. Is you know, six or seven years old. My God. I know. It's just it's it's an amazing. We were so 
blessed to be a part of this thing. I mean, just like you, I had no idea this would come from it at no. all. All no. I know is I love doing it and love being with you guys, too. And I love Lou Scheimer. Oh, golly, yes. I... I- I I I I would have I would have loved to have to to have met him um, and thanked him for just his body of work, his contributions, so mm-hmm. many fabulous projects, Batman series that you did the voice of Catwoman on, and uh, Flash Gordon. We talked about last time we had us all here. Uh, Tarzan yeah. the Super Seven. I mean, I I could go on. The Filmation Library is one of my all time favorites, and that's my childhood. In a yeah. nutshell, on the Saturday morning aspects. And I think about, you know, I think about Lou so often and, and think about how how he must have, have really been happy that his dreams came true as well, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm so happy for him, too. Did I find out, did I tell you that I found out many years later that he and I were at Carnegie Tech at the same time, maybe on the second floor, me on the first floor? Oh, golly, how funny. He was a painting. He was a painting and design major, and I was an, uh, a dramat, you know, an acting major. You know what I was thinking about, Alan? I was thinking that because I love that show. Of, uh, I'm not answering. It's a marketing call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no, it's from somebody else. But uh, oh dear, I'm just gonna have. To, I have to turn it off. She'll, she'll start talking. <laughs> I just have to turn it off. There you Are go. You, yeah, okay. Um, but <laughs> what was I saying? I was where were you? Oh, what? What was what I saying? saying? What were you saying? I forget now. Uh, Alan, you were about to tell us. You were, uh, Tell us about how you and Lou actually dated the same girl you found out later. Yeah. <laughs> After he was wearing a ring and I said, where, where's that from? He said, oh, Carnegie Tech. I said, really? Uh, you know, I was there too. Uh, he was, as I say, he was on the second floor painting and design. And I was on the first floor. And not only that, but we found out we dated the same girl at different times. <laughs> well, what I, well, now I remember what I was going to say is that I love that show uh, <clears throat> uh, where everybody gets to talk about their ancestry. You yes, know, ancestry.com. Thinking, wouldn't it be strange if somehow some of the cast of the members of, of Masters of the Universe and She-Ra and in lieu all of that wouldn't it be funny if somehow we were all connected you know <laughs> I, I hope i hope i hope mr gates is listening to you yeah i have a good idea i would love yeah. to find out i'm just there's such there was such camaraderie that i i just think there's some, there has to be something somewhere back you know that connects well, i think skeletor is related to jim garner actually you are <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to find. You know, I fall for everything you say. I know you've always done that. You're you're shameless, or I'm shameful. One of the which. So uh, let me let me throw one question. I've always wondered about Lou uh, because he he did a lot of uh, uh, computer voices and stuff like that in in the various ways. Did he really sound like that, or was that an affectation he sort of created? He had that, you know. And next episode, he had that. Like that. Okay. All right. Oh, Lou didn't talk like that. Did he do that? And yeah. He, yeah, he had sort of a, he had a very distinctive voice when he was doing voices on, on his shows. I was just yeah. always curious if that was a choice, character choice that he made, or if that he just sounded like that all the time. Yeah, no, he, didn't he, he didn't sound like that. Like, okay. he, he did Swift Wind and all of that. He didn't sound like that. No, he had a, he had a Pittsburgh accent. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Fair. So, uh, and, and I did you ever did you ever wish that uh, your characters could have crossed over a little more than you did? You broke up. You broke. So say it again. Uh, uh, do you ever wish that 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 Shira and and Skeletor could have crossed over a little bit more than the few times that uh, your, your your the characters did? Because there were a few. There were a few. There were a few times. I I never. Yeah, won. we did. We, I thought everything was just fine the way it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, was the, she was the big tease on her show, and I am no, we did. Yeah, 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 you know. Right. This is as close as we've ever gotten right now. <laughs> well, there was there was that one episode where uh, Skeletor did pull on in. As a matter of fact, we have a clip from it if you want to watch that. Sure, that's all right. Oh, we have a clip. We have a clip from uh, an episode where Skeletor yeah. did did appear and cross cross swords with uh, with Shira. I want to see it. Oh yeah, right. I'm dead. She killed me. <laughs> now. What to do with you? Skeletor. Shira, I don't know what you're up to, but you're not welcome on Etheria. This is between me and Hordak, woman. Sorry, Bone Brain, I don't like Hordak, but I wouldn't leave a slime crawler to your brand of mercy. Just like <laughs> E-Man, always meddling. Very well, fool. Come and get it. Wow. <laughs> well, I've never had to turn into Shira with Alan. He's always been a good person to me. And Man. he's not a bone brain. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, the whole mistake was we gave you the vote. That was the whole problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're dating yourself, Alan. <laughs> I know. I always say that. Make her laugh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Alan, just for that, we're gonna we're gonna show the other clip, which actually shows Shira putting Skeletor in his place. Let's roll the second half of that episode. <laughs> Where? Where? I don't know. Uh, Janelle, uh, second uh, second clip. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. I want to hear her. Uh, where am I talking? Uh oh. He must not have a good internet connection. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you guys can provide the voices. <laughs> oh. oh well, I wish I knew what he said. I yeah, would. I that would be fun. We should do that the next time. Oh, all right. We'll plan ahead. We will do a, yeah, we'll do a live uh, live improv do, read of the voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so not improv. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there you go, Alan. Uh, like like Skeletor and your and your politics, you're all wet. That's right. <laughs> I drowned in my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, once again, uh, Melody and Alan, thank you so much for uh, for these performances. Really, uh, they resonate so, so much, and uh, they've gone beyond just entertainment. A again, they've been they've been learning tools. They have been. Uh, so sentimental and, and and such a part of my generation, and that's a credit to you as as actors uh, and all the fine people you worked with uh, in the cast, and again the the people behind the scenes as well. And uh, thank you for your talents, thank you for your performances, and thank you for your professionalism. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very very. 
Alan, Alan definitely agrees with me. It was our pleasure, believe me. What did you say there? Say I said, it was our pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So, a joy. Yeah, a joy. So I think we're, we, uh, our producer, let us know we're good on audience questions. So let's go ahead and switch over to that one. And our first one is going to come from Andre. Out of all the awesome cartoon voices you have both done, do you have any personal favorites? Go ahead, Melindy. Well, for me, of course, it's She-Ra. It really is. I just, I, I, interestingly enough to me, I got the role of She-Ra and was in a very difficult part of my life. And her and the things that she had to say, the courage that she had to, to bring up and the strength really helped me too. And it, it, it kept me from, from being weak. And I liked that a lot. So she she helped me as much as the, the role helped other people. And I loved Adora because she was so sweet. And Catra was fun. She was really fun. I know she was annoying, but she was really fun to do. So I loved those three. <laughs> awesome. And oh, I, I liked Grand Grand and Avatar too, by the way. I, I liked her. A lot. She wasn't in for only for I think two shows, but I really liked the character. I wish she had gone on more. I uh, we just hosted that cast uh, last week, and what a what a what a great great talented bunch they are. Yeah, they really are. They really are. I would like to have gone on to more, but but they didn't need me. It was just kind of an introduction to them. Which was nice. Fair. So, how about you, Alan? Well, of course, Skeletor is a major part of my animated life, and. Uh, also, um, if I can touch on the never-ending story, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean Falcor and uh, Rockbiter. I love the Rockbiter, and that was an accident. I was going out the door. I was only hired for Falcor, and then he asked me if I could do the Rockbiter. So I love doing it, and every time I I listen to it or I copy it for some people, I love it more and more. The Rockbiter. I like Skeletor. I like Merman. And uh, Man at Arms, of course, is just my own voice. That's all. Just maybe a little more pompous, if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I said it before you did, Melinda. You see? That? Oh, no, I wouldn't ever say that. <laughs> I have no reason to say that. And all so, I have to say that was wonderful luck. Was that Scuzz or. or uh, yeah, well, I know I, I, I had one character, and I don't remember which. Uh, it was a filmation show. And uh, I, I'm never sure which one it was, but it was Scuzz, Sheriff Scuzz or something like that. Mm. So I was merely copying the man I admired and I'd worked with a lot, George C. Scott. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Might have been uh, from Brave Star. I'll bet you it is. You know more about it than I do. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's that, that note's from your agent. So. Oh, oh good. OK. <laughs> he should know more. <laughs> He does. Speaking of agent, my agent at the time, his favorite character that I did was Aura. And he always would ask me when I would come into the office to say this line, on your knees, Hawkman. <laughs> it's tough to beat that one, kiddo. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what he yeah. always asked me to say. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a few more, so we got to keep booking oh, you because yeah. I've got, a, I've got, I've got a Catwoman from Filmation. I'm working my way up to the princess. Okay. Right. 
Did TJ ask you to do that? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just want to embarrass you. I know. Okay. Uh, Andre, thank you. That was a great question to start us off with. Uh, what do we have next? And this comes from Christy. What was your most memorable moment in the recording booth? Mm. I don't, I, I, well, I, I think there are many of them, but the, the, the best time was, uh, was working with the John Irwin and Melendi and the ad libs and the improvs that we did. Uh, those not only broke us up, but it made uh, Lou Scheimer say, okay, let's leave that in, you know? So that no. was the most very creative, no, the back and I, forth. I, I don't think I did too many improvs, but I, you guys were, were incredible. Really incredible. I speak to John now maybe every couple of weeks, and he is one funny guy. Oh, my God. And <laughs> totally irreverent, which I love him for. And you know what? He's, he, he, he doesn't do that with me too much. He really doesn't. He's very kind and sweet and loving and all of that stuff, and we laugh about a few things. But, but he, he's, I think he saves his really, really funny side for you guys. Well, it's man to man. We, you know, we that's can right. say that's anything, true. you know, yeah, and we true. do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the ability to oh, go ahead, go ahead, please. No, go I was going to say uh, to Alan. I just talked with him. I guess it was either last week or the week before, and he said, "Well, when this thing is over, we'll have lunch." <laughs> <laughs> so that will be really a lot of fun. God yeah. willing, we'll all go out and get lunch. Yeah, exactly. I am uh, dying for some 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 restaurant food. <laughs> so I, I'm a little surprised because uh, being able to improv is usually not uh, an option in animation, but uh, you guys were allowed to, to roll? When, Sorry for me to interrupt, we just, but those guys we were, were just, geniuses. Yeah, we were just loose, you know, we'd throw in stuff. That's how my laugh came about. It wasn't in the script originally. No. Yeah. This first episode was very serious, and I don't know why I put in. Who <laughs> said keep that in? And they wrote it. You know, they wrote for. It. Yeah. Uh, how many of uh, Skeletor's insults were scripted, and how many were yours? Well, most of them were scripted. Lou said to me at one point, uh, "Feel free. Let's let's just roll and throw a few insults out there we can use." So I made up about ten or fifteen. And they all wound up on the cutting room floor. He couldn't use any of them. <laughs> they were not arable. <laughs> I wonder. But they were good. <laughs> I wonder if there's a vault somewhere and those are around. Oh, <laughs> well, I wonder if there is. Oh, I'll bet there is. Oh, my gosh. Never even thought of that. Mm. That, would, that would be incredible to listen to. Together, incredible, Wendy. That's right. <laughs> whoever, owns the, whoever owns the Filmation Archives, get to work on that. Well, I wonder, oh, Erica, maybe she's got Yeah, maybe Erica would know. That would be Erica. Oh, golly, would I love to go to that party? <laughs> <laughs> we all would, young lady. We all would. <laughs> uh, Christy, thank you. It was a wonderful question. <clears throat> oh, what's next? And this comes from Kim. If you could hang out with a character you portrayed, who would it be? And what would you like to do with them? Mm. What a strong question. Wow. 
Lindy, you got any ideas? It's an easy one for me. Of course, it would be Shira because I could, I could right all the wrongs in the world. I could save the, save the town. I could, I could, I could bring bring horses back to life. I could do all these magical things. Hang out with a character. Who would it be? And what would you like to do? Hmm. Sure, I wouldn't mind hanging out with Skeletor. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind hanging out. We could do whatever we wanted, you know. We no, were, I get you. <laughs> we'd have to watch for me. No, we'd last forever, you know. Oh, actually, uh, maybe a uh, Falcor and I could That's fly over. Yeah. 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 And I could be, oh, 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 and universally admired. <laughs> and loved. And just, just everybody would want to just near you and hug you a lot yeah <laughs> nice kim thank you wonderful question Good what do we have next and here's one from matt in what ways do you personally relate to your character <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mean i'm very mean i'm very mean <laughs> and i really relate to merman because i hate swimming oh, i won't do it <laughs> So that's it. <laughs> You're up, Melendi. <laughs> well, I think I, I, I might have touched on that when I talked about how Shira uh, touched my life too, uh, as well as as uh, the the listeners to the program and the watchers of the program. Um, I don't consider myself a superhero at all, but I would love to be one. I would love to try to do all of. I, I love to. I love to to. I love to accept and accomplish what needs to be done in a challenge. Yeah. I really, I really feel good when I, when there's an obstacle or a challenge and I'm able to overcome it or something like that. Not that I want anymore, but, <laughs> but I do that. That makes me feel quite, quite good. Uh, and so relating to Shira, I would like to have that part of me, but I try to be like that. Fair. Absolutely fair. It's a very loud one. Matt, thank you. Wonderful question. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, from Pat, any favorite bloopers come to mind? If not from... Uh, Is that Pat Fife? I don't know. I, we just, I just have Pat on here. Could be. Yeah. Because he and I have been corresponding for a year or so. Favorite bloopers? Um, well, I, I I don't I don't really know. Uh, we we never considered bloopers in the voiceover field and animation. Yeah, there were never bloopers. You just did a it, it was just a, a retake on it. Yeah, we, a, well, we we got most of the laughs out at the at the table when we read it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When we go around and read the thing. Oh, I've had bloopers on screen, you know, but not in animation, no. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I was doing um, Mama's Family with uh, Betty White, and I played Mayor Tutwiller, and so Betty came in as a character and said, oh, Mayor Titwillow. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) He did it three more times, and I know finally figured out she wanted some stuff for her Christmas reel. (laughs) Uh, 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, Melody, any, anything else that might be blooper-esque from any, any facet of your career? Well, I, I believe they were, they were just foul, and, <laughs> and I hope they were burnt. No, no. Oh, no, um, I, 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 no, no. I'm a terrible no. person. When I was 12 years old, I was doing live television. I was, uh, and I think I told this story before, I'm not sure, but I was on, on a, a show in, in uh, Houston. And it was called Looney Auction. And I was the girl who was chosen to tell about the prizes. And the way we did it back then on live television, they would line up these prizes for the kids. And I'd have a little note card, three by five note card behind them. And I was a very quick study. So I could look at those and then look to camera and say them. And there was a lady in charge. Her name was Miss Sherwood. And she was supposed to have all those things set out in front of me so that I could talk when they say, okay, I'm back to you. And uh, <clears throat> I remember, it, it, I knew that he was, Uncle Bert was the guy's name. He was about ready to come over to me and there was nothing there. And I was going, and I was only, how was I, 13? 12 or 13, maybe thir- 12 or 13. And I was going, Miss Sherwood. Miss <laughs> Sherwood? Damn it, Miss Sherwood. <laughs> And the camera was on me. <laughs> and 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 they got a lot of calls. I thought I, I thought my career was over completely. But fortunately, it, it it didn't seem to do that. And I guess people forgave me and and thought Miss Sherwood should have been on her game. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I had a similar experience about the same oh, thing. Yeah. I was I was going to Stuyvesant High School and Junior Achievement put together a group and we had a weekly radio show on WINS New York, you know, and I was the announcer. So at the end of the show, I had the script in my hand. I said, and tune in next week when our guest will be, and all the pages went to the floor. And I said, but that's next week, and what a surprise. Be sure and tune in. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, though. That was a good cover. Very good. Huh? I, I am I am putting that in my back pocket for <laughs> for next time I call Melanie Melody. I was reading all the other characters fast. I was switching screens. I apologize. <laughs> and hey, a writer to our audience, if you would like to chat with our guests like I am now or purchase a personalized autograph, please sign up at galaxycon.com. And I think we have time for plenty more, so let's roll another one. And this comes from Michael. Did you have any mentors who helped you out in your career? Hmm. Yes, I did. Go for yes, it. I did, and uh, there's three in particular. I worked 10 years for Zelda Fitchhandler at the arena stage. Uh, and I got there because uh, uh, Lester Rawlins, who I went to college with and was a stage actor principally, um, he helped me in the beginning. And an actor named Mickey Deems, when I went into musical summer stock and I knew nothing about it, I always said, yes, I can do that. And I got up there, I knew what I was doing. And Mickey taught me how to improvise. We had to. There was a costume change and they didn't have enough time. So we were doing Song of Norway with Ira Patina, who'd done it on Broadway. And so we had to create something for a couple of minutes to cover a costume change. Uh, so uh, Mickey uh, said, okay, look, uh, uh, we'll each have a flask of Akavit. 
Hmm? And we'll toast and get pr- drunk. I said, why don't you? He said, just follow me. Well, at the end of six performances, they were up there at the top waiting to come on for six or seven minutes. That had grown from 30 seconds mm. to six or seven minutes. It was, he taught me how to improvise, and I loved it. So there it is, Zelda, Lester, and Mickey. Mm. There are many others, but those three stand out in my mind. For me, my the, the, the person who really was my mentor was my high school drama teacher, and her name was Ruth Denny. She was a wonderful woman, and uh, she, ha- she helped many, many, many students went, who went on to have some very successful careers. Uh, uh, Tommy Toon in, on Broadway, and uh, Carlin Glenn, and uh, Jacqueline Smith, and she was just a marvel, and she really cared about me, and she cared about my talent, and she, we were we were friends until she passed away about uh, I guess it was about seven years ago, and then there was uh, I had I was working in Las Vegas in a, a musical review, and a man named Harold Harold Gefsky, Hal Gefsky, who was an agent here in Los Angeles, uh, he saw me, and told me that Ray Stark had come into the show and, and saw me and told him to get in touch with me and Hal said but you better get if you want to make a have a career other than this you better get to Los Angeles because you're already old I was 24 (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so I came to Los Angeles on his uh, recommendation and he was my agent for quite a while then the business started changing but he was a mentor he was great golly he and at that time he took me around to all the casting directors and I met everybody and uh, Hoyt Bowers and all these people at the studios. And I got to go in and he took me around on the sets, you know, and I met Gene Kelly and all of these. It was wonderful. Uh, and then another person who was so instrumental in my voiceover career is T.J. Scott. And uh, that's, he's, he's a friend to this day. And... Um, so it was Ruth Denny, Hal Gesky, and T.J. Escott. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you so much for sharing these recollections. These people sound like very extraordinary folks. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. And Michael, thank you. Wonderful question. Uh, what do we have next? From Lana, if you could voice a character on another show, who would it be? Hmm. hmm. I don't have an answer for that. I don't either. I, I, I don't uh, I don't know that there are any shows right now. But uh, I I don't know. I I would love to I'd love to see you both play characters on Rick and Morty, just because one, it is a very a very smart and amusing show, and two, the creative team behind that is very much of my generation and very reverential towards uh, your era of 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 animation. So what I think is, what is it called? it's called Rick and Morty. Okay, I'll try it's, to look at that. Yeah, it's uh, apparently it's 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 pretty caustic. Uh, fair warning on that, but it is legitimately quite hysterical and it's it's a very very smartly written. Okay. So, yeah, but uh, don't show it to anybody under twelve. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like. Uh, 
shows. It's not, it occasionally has a has four letter words, but you know. Oh well, okay. Well, I turn like those. Down. <laughs> yes. I turn those shows down. All right. Well, there, you, there you go. There you go. So, but Lana, there you go. Good, good question. Nevertheless, what is next? From Andre, if you could create your own Masters of the Universe character, what would their name be, and what would their powers be? Wow. Hmm. Oh my God. Andre, that's a that's a heavy question. I'd have to think about that one. Yeah, I couldn't answer that right off the bat. Yeah. That's a very interesting creative. Wow. Uh huh. Very, very much so. I've never thought of that. Hmm. No. Voice, voice star, and lovely. Wow. Uh, can I kind of, give me a week to think about that? I'll get back to you. Yeah, Andre, I don't know about that. I, I'd have to think. Well, let me this way, because uh, uh, names, of course, are, 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 are have their own style in Masters of the Universe. What do you think your powers would be? How's that? What? Wait, if you could just pick your own superpowers, what do you think you would you would have them? I have all the Shira ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm better than Shira. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd always be right. Oh, okay. As hmm. bad as I was, I'd always be. I love villains, by the way. I love to play villains yeah. because I no, was always really? right. You know, I get they get my comeuppance, but I was. Always right. <laughs> good, good villains. Always. I don't know that's not a bad name for a character. Always right. There you go. Ah, there you go. See, see, we're we're, 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 work, we're workshopping it. There you go. There you go. Ever so. right. Ever right. Ever right is good one. Yeah. Ever right. Yeah. Ever yeah. right. That's the name of a fencer, isn't it? <laughs> Ever right. <laughs> ah, Andre, thank you. That was a fun one. What do we have next? Fun. Uh, Andre, that was a really good question. I'd have to think about that. Right. I'd have to be a writer. That's right. Mm, so here's one for Bree. She wants to know, what was the recording process when you started compared to now? And there's definitely a big difference. Yeah. After you, Melinda. Okay. Well, when I started, uh, we had uh, we would go into the agent's office. You mean for voiceover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we when we went, we would go into the agent's office, and there was these huge two big reels. What's that called? Is that a reel to reel? What reel is to reel. Reel yeah. to reel. And we would go in and audition. He would send the auditions off to the producer, and then generally we would uh, find out whether we got the job or not. Then when we would go in to record, now I think filmation might have been different. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. But I think what we did at filmation was more like a, a movie or a three-camera thing because we would go in, say, around, I guess, 10, yeah, and we would have our scripts, Usually, I think about two, Alan, where there around two scripts. Yeah. And we would have two scripts. We would record two in a day, maybe. We would go over the script and mark what we needed to do, and, and uh, as, as you would in a movie or, or a TV show. And then we'd go into the studio and record. At that time, they had not done all the animation, as far as I know, that they did the animation after. I don't think. they still do that? I don't know. Or am I wrong about that? 
Yeah, no, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they do. Anyway. Yeah, you go, usually, yeah, you record first, then animate later. Yeah, and, and then we would we would go into the studio and record, and uh, and then that was it. But what I think was unusual with it was that we got to spend that time rehearsing the whole script before. I don't remember completely whether we did that. Now, I know, I forgot one thing. Alan, I did one show with Alan uh, on Transformers. He was playing Sea Spray, and I played Alana. And I don't remember if we did the same thing there. Do you remember? Today, well, then, it was a yeah. group session. Right. Group session, so you bounced off of each other. That's and, and, That's uh, yeah. And my experience now, which is much more limited because I'm really not doing very much of this anymore. Right, me too. But bring you in and record your stuff, and then the other person comes in. Or if it's a two-person thing, maybe. But you're not all together like we used to be. And And I think something is lacking when that that doesn't happen. And when you're all together, you're really moving quickly. You really are. Yeah. There, there's, there has been a bit of a swing uh, now. To they're really trying to bring that back, and allows oh, us. They're really yeah. trying to bring troop uh, star recording back, but it's just the scheduling issues and stuff. And now, of course, everybody's recording from home, yeah, and sometimes they're doing it like we are doing now. They are recording as a group, right. and they're doing their own mic, but they're able to bounce off each other, so they get a little bit of that energy. But yeah, that spark you would have had being in the same room, and, and oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but, but if, if, if I can just interject this, if while we were doing this show uh, at about 1985 or 86, I was also working in London doing a movie. So I'd do two or three days in London, then fly back and work at Hanna-Barbera and Filmation. Now, they, John Irwin and so forth had recorded without me there. So when I came in to do it, I'd ask Lou, play me a couple of lines ahead. So I'm answering at least in the same tone and making sure. sense. So that's all right, but it's 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 also tedious and not nearly as much creative <clears throat> as being in the same room with the person. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that it took longer, but uh, due to the technology, I think sometimes play time she must say, "Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> okay, do it again. Take two. You know, you yeah. you don't have to do that anymore. No, <laughs> no." Oh, indeed. And Bree, thank you. It was a wonderful question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the Masters of the Universe, but it absolutely does not have to be yours. If you'd like to chat with our guests like I have tonight or purchase a personalized autograph, please head over to GalaxyCon.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our schedule of upcoming events like this one. Alan, Melanie, have any final words for our audience before thank we go? You. Thank uh, you. And- thank you. You bet. You bet. All these years... Thank you, and uh, you you filled my life at this point in time. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Me too, everyone, and I hope to get to see you when this whole COVID thing is over. Until yep. uh, then, I know I speak for Alan when I say we love you and are very grateful for your loyalty. Absolutely. Thank you. As Thank always, you. been my absolute pleasure to serve you both today. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. Thank and- you. You're always very, very welcome. Again, I myself look forward to hosting you live on a stage, hopefully, hopefully sometime this year. In the meantime, 
<laughs> I enjoyed it. Once again, I've enjoyed our time in the Galaxy Con virtual stage. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you to our audience for joining us. And thank you for those great questions. Hope to see you all again next time when we have another offering just like this. In the meantime, bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and please keep washing those hands.